Today on Locked on Rockies, let's compare 2023 spring training team to the 2024 spring training team. Who are you more confident in? You are Locked on Rockies, your daily Colorado Rockies podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Rocket Rockies fans, welcome to the Locked on Rockies podcast for today, the 14th day of February in the year 2024. I am your host of the Locked on Rockies podcast, Paul Holden, bringing you your daily Colorado Rockies talk right here on the Locked on Podcast Network, where you can find your team every day. If your team is the Colorado Rockies, guess what? You're in the right spot because that's what we do around here each and every day is talk Rockies baseball. Free and streaming on your favorite streaming services and on the Locked On Rockies YouTube channel where you can be part of the show. Fire off your Rockies hot takes. Let me know what's on your mind when it comes to the Colorado Rockies here. And we've been reading comments uh, from our fans and and, uh, we did that all last podcast. But I wanted to I'll give one more here as uh, fans continue to weigh in on the Rockies offseason here. And this one's from Dave Askman. Here's why the offseason is a failure. They are not rebuilding. I don't want them to sign a big-name free agent. I want them to get rid of the oppressive contracts that they have and try to get some kind of return, even a modest one. If they were rebuilding, that's what they would do. But alas, it's not. They do not have the ownership nor the front office baseball acumen to do what the O's or D-backs did, not even close. In fact, comparing this let the young players develop idea to those teams borders on insanity. For one simple reason. It's not a plan. Does anyone really believe that the Monforts have a plan other than raise beer prices? When the O's rebuilt, they dealt Manny Machado, Zach Britton, Kevin Gosman, and others for a hall of prospects. They dealt Dylan Bundy for four prospects, including Kyle Bradish. What did the Rockies do with Nolan Arenado? Trevor Story. How was the return? The O's were savvy in protecting players on their 40-man roster. The O's identified talent in the draft with Rushman and Henderson on the big league roster. They still have four top 30 prospects, including number one overall. The Rocks. The Orioles and the D-backs, to some extent, are playing chess. The Rockies are flipping coins. So we're supposed to sit by while the Rockies do nothing except let the kids play. Well, good luck with that plan. Dave, unhappy with the state of the Rockies and the state of the front office there. And, um, you know, it's – I don't think – my my initial response on that one, while the front office has certainly earned – <laughs> not only that reputation but that ire and that uh disappointment in them i don't necessarily sit and think that a lot of people sat there and fully were confident in what the orioles were doing fully confident in what the d-backs were doing and even to the extent the rangers as well fully confident in what they were doing but you got to get to that place where you're one or two pieces away and and talent evaluation and it, it's certainly something the rockies uh can be can be criticized for and uh at this stage, you can see the impacts at this stage of the lack of trading Trevor Story and the lack of a uh, uh, big haul from, from the Arenado trade. But at this point, we can't keep dwelling on those things. I mean, it, it, those the threads of there certainly impact today. That, Without a doubt, like you mentioned, the, the Orioles going out, getting big packages, doing big things. But at, at, at this stage, as we're now going into season four, I think it is without Nolan Arenado, and now what is it, season two or three? Or season two or three without Trevor Story, we can't keep focusing on just that mistake, because if you if you're just focused on that and you're and you you completely negate any of the successful front office stuff that the Rockies have done in the wake of that, again, yes, they could have done and should have done more when it came to the trades uh, the trade of Nolan Arenado and losing Trevor Story, absolutely. 
But again, the Rockies had a cr the busiest trade deadline they've seen. In terms of oppressive contracts, there's really only one that I can think of. I mean, I don't hate any of the extensions to the pitchers, maybe outside of, of, of Sens at this point, but we didn't know that he was going to have Tommy John and then tear his ACL uh, when he returned from Tommy John. <laughs> so... Uh, but, you know, at, at the same time, the, there, there is mountains of evidence that other teams are further ahead than the Rockies, do evaluation better than the Rockies, and do talent evaluation better than the Rockies. We'll just have to see what they're going to do. But I, I, I think you can't sit there and just be, and be totally frustrated with the let the kids play philosophy here because the Rockies really need to see what, what they have from these young guys this season. It, it's, it's, it's probably going to be a tough one, again, but... It makes more sense to go with that plan than than just try to throw a bunch of money at something or trade every single piece at this stage. You, you need to figure out what you're gonna what what type of team you have, and we're gonna talk about that comparing the spring rosters here and all that coming up today. That was a long comment, but hey, you know what? The fans have been commenting. The fans are talking here on Locked On Rockies, and we want to hear from you so thank you dave for tuning in and letting me know your thoughts hey today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. make every moment more new customers join today and you'll get 150 dollars in bonus bets if your first bet of five dollars or more wins visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started okay since we uh had that comment there and we're and we're already well into our first segment here uh, i will go into the projected 20 uh, 2023 or 2024 lineups compared to the 2023 lineups here in just a moment but if you missed out on the news, unfortunately here, as this is going to be a question that's going to be uh, a, a tricky one here as the Rockies go through this, Daniel Bard is going, it uh, hurts his knee and is going to now miss the entirety of spring training with, I believe, meniscus surgery uh, after injuring that. And boy, that is just an unfortunate, uh, unfortunate news for the Rockies because after we saw Daniel Bard struggle last year with the weird uh, with the weird offseason with the WBC and uh, and all that good stuff, I was really hoping that Daniel Bard was going to be able to come in and have a normal offseason, one where he can uh, uh, get back to that twenty two rate a little bit more, and uh, something that uh, unfortunately now back to back seasons where he will open up the season on the IL. Last year was uh, the the battle with the the anxiety and such. Man, it is just uh, uh, unfortunate that he is not going to be able to work his way back into this and and work his way into helping out this bullpen and being someone that's going to be uh, that that can be effective for him because it, it's going to be interesting uh, for Bard and uh, what what. Uh, what he's gonna, what role he really is going to play here on this team, especially now as the Rockies are going to get Tyler Kinley back into the mix, and Justin Lawrence, of course, is going to be uh, the closer. I think. I mean, I think right now, if you're going to take the 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 closer spot and give it to somebody, Justin Lawrence would be the one that you're giving it to. So now it'd be interesting. Is Bard going to be? try to be get back to that closer spot is he going to get into that uh that uh that middle relief spot I mean Daniel Bard's not going to throw more than like an inning two innings at the absolute most I don't think you want him to do to do that but man I, that's just bad luck that's just super unlucky I mean I, I don't even know there's no uh 
there's no I don't really know what exactly he did to his knee it may be a just complete freak thing that that, that happened but uh here's uh here's a little bit from uh, MLB trade deadline here uh, MLB trade rumors I should say Bard 38 is entering the second season of a two-year $19 million contract extension to which the Rockies signed him prior to the 2022 trade deadline. The Rocks had received widespread interest in Bard, who's in the midst of a dominant comeback season, but opted to hang instead hang on to the righty for another two seasons. He finished out that 22 campaign with a stellar 1.79 ERA and a 28.2% strikeout rate, 10.2% walk rate, and a hefty 34 saves. Unfortunately, that is not uh, what we got last year. Bard opened the 2023 season on the injured list while focusing on his long-running battle with anxiety. He returned in mid-April but experienced significant command issues similar to those he faced nearly a decade ago prior to his remarkable and inspiring late 30s comeback. The flamethrowing righty kept his ERA to a passable 4.56 in 2023 but did so in spite of a sky-high 21.1% walk rate that checked in higher than his diminished 20.3 strikeout rate. He finished out the season back on the injured list, this time owning to a flexor strain. So, unfortunately, Bardo dealing with the injuries and, and you know, this this story might be coming to a bit of a close, but, but we'll see what happens. You need veteran solid bullpen depth. Daniel Bard does provide that, especially if he's going to be able to return from this injury with control. I, I care more about Daniel Bard coming back from the injury with control. I, come here, I care more about... As much as I want him to have that velocity and that big speed, I'd rather him be able to hit the spots, lower that walk rate, and be the effective uh, bullpen piece that we know he can be. He still has effective bullpen pitching in him. But another question, uh, you know, kind of going back to Dave's point there was, uh, you know, was now are the Rockies, you know, did the Rockies, how much did the Rockies miss out on by not trading Daniel Bard at that point? As unfortunately, we're going to go through another season where, you know, because well, you'll have to monitor this knee, a knee surgery, a, a knee injury heading into the season. That is something as the season's just getting started. That means he's going to have to rehab up. I mean, there, there's a lot that's going to come from this Daniel Bard injury. And it's a big moment, both not only for Justin Lawrence to really fully cement himself as the closer and as the elite bullpen piece that that. Some believe he is and that I hope that he is. And it's a big moment for Tyler Kinley as well as he makes his return back to the Rockies and, and, and see what type of impact he can have because we know how good Tyler Kinley can be. Those two players are really going to make it interesting for Bard when he comes back off the I.L. All right, folks, let's uh, dive into comparing the two rosters because I think this is a good conversation to follow up between our offseason conversation going into this one. And I'm curious, another moment where I want to hear from you all out there, the Rockies fans, on going into just look, just vacuum, 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 vacuum. 2023 team going into spring, 2024 team going into spring. Who are you more confident in? We're going to talk about that coming up in segment number two. Before we do that, though, got to tell you about some of the folks that help make this show possible, and that includes FanDuel. FanDuel's got you covered when you are looking to get in on not only just the basketball action, the hockey action, and so much more. Hey, there's MLB Future Bets if you even want to go and check out those as well. You got it all at FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. And right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's 150 bucks if your bet wins. All you got to do, head to FanDuel.com slash locked on to shoot your shot. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to shoot your shot. And uh, hey, you can bet on the Nuggets or Joker or uh, Jamal Murray or any 
of your favorite basketball players or teams with quick bets. I love me some live same game parlays. Love mixing and matching. Love testing my uh, my knowledge to see if I can put together some good stat lines and, and, and such there uh, with the parlays exclusive prop bets which are always a good fun time and lots lots more just check out fanduel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot that's fanduel.com slash locked on fanduel official sportsbook partner of the nba this is the locked on rockies podcast for free and streaming on your favorite streaming service bringing in your daily colorado rocky stock right here on the locked on podcast network where you can find your team every day if your team is the Colorado Rockies, you're in the right spot. That's what we do around here each and every day is talk Rockies baseball. Your subscription to the Locked on Rockies YouTube channel is the easiest way to help the show grow, and we really appreciate the support there. Really, really do appreciate all of you tuning in and joining us. Hey, uh, if you're looking for more sports action, Locked on Sports Today has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube, and now it's also available on Amazon Fire TV in the free the free fire tv channels app locked on sports today is here for you 24 7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of locked on plus our national shows covering every league find locked on sports today now available on the free fire tv channels app all right folks uh let's dive into what i wanted to talk about today the projected rosters here for the rockies when you compare them in 2023 to 2024 let's start here with the projected roster this was from uh sports uh, fan nation here uh last year uh from jack vita and so here's here's the 2023 projected starting lineup going into spring training this article was from february of last year so like i said i'm, I'm not comparing middle of the season i'm comparing the teams going into spring and and the question is who are you more confident in all right, let's do this here. Let's uh, let's go over it. Okay, starting lineup here for the Rockies projected in 2023. Your catchers are Elias Diaz and Brian Servin. CJ Crone's your first baseman. Brendan Rodgers, Ryan McMahon, Ezekiel Tovar wind out your infield there. In your outfield, Chris Bryant's playing left field. Jonathan Daza's in center field. Randall Gritchick is in right. And your DH is Charlie Blackman. Uh, the pitching rotation, Kyle Freeland, Herman Marquez, Antonio Senzatella, Jose Ureña, and Ryan Feltner. The other ones uh, that, they, you know, the, the depth there, Austin Gomber, Peter Lambert in uh, uh, hanging in there. And then the bullpen going into the season, Daniel Bard, Tyler Kinley, Lucas Gilbreth, Brent Suter, Jake Bird, Pierce Johnson, Denilson Lamette, Justin Lawrence, Nick Mears, Noah Davis, Gavin Hollowell, and Ty Block, Connor Siebold as well. So that is your projected team here. That was the projected roster in 2023 there. And so, again, we'll, we'll just go through the position players here real quick again. Diaz, uh, CJ Crone, Brendan Rodgers, Ryan McMahon, Ezekiel Tovar, Chris Bryant, Jonathan Daza, Randall Gritchick, Charlie Blackman, with the rotation being projected at Freeland, Marquez, Senza, Jose Arena, and Ryan Feltner. Comparing that to Thomas Harding's uh, projected lineup here that was just released yesterday, this is now the 2024 lineups for the Colorado Rockies. Catcher, Elias Diaz and Jacob Stallings. First baseman, Chris Bryan and Lelis Montero. Second baseman, Brendan Rodgers. Shortstop, Ezekiel Tovar. Third baseman, Ryan McMahon. Outfielders, Nolan Jones, Brenton Doyle, and Sean Bouchard. Designated hitter, Charlie Blackman. And uh, utility players, Alan Trejo, Bradley Zimmer. Starting rotation, Kyle Freeland, Cal Quantrill, Austin Gomber, Dakota Hudson, and Peter Lambert. 
Bullpen, Daniel Bard, Justin Lawrence, Tyler Kinley, Lucas Gilbreth, Jalen Beeks, Jake Bird, Nick Mears, and Anthony Molina. So I think the first thing that I take away from that is, do I really believe more in the rotation? Am I really more confident in this version of the rotation? And, and, and really, if we're just going on kind of basing it off of our just gut feeling and, and what we've seen from the Rockies, I would potentially lean more towards being more confident in, in, in the rotation projected to go into last year. I, I guess at least with, I feel like it's okay when healthy, the three Rockies mainstays in the rotation are good options. Senza, I think, is starting to decrease into the good from the good options, uh, especially now with with back to back massive injuries that he's dealing with. But when I see the core of the Rockies rotation going into twenty twenty three, I I see them as those were the guys that were going to be key into helping and keeping the Rockies in it. We all know what happened in twenty twenty three. Those guys could not stay healthy. And then at one point, we were we were hoping for Jose Arena. I mean, Jose Arena was arguably one of the worst pitchers in baseball. I wasn't necessarily all that thrilled by the return of Jose Arena last year. And uh, we know how that panned out, actually. And then in terms of just the, the young guys that are in- exchangeable. So at first glance, I feel like I was more confident in the 2023 rotation than... The, the 2024 rotation as is mostly just because it's familiarity and, and 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 i know what the rockies are getting uh from most of their uh rotation now with this new with the 2024 one we don't know we have a big we have big question marks really about three out of the five uh spots because who knows who is going to be the fifth spot is it going to be peter lambert is it going to be ryan feltner is it going to be noah davis is it going to be carl kaufman I mean, Ty Block is is looming as well. Are the Rockies going to go and call up uh, Joe Rock and Carson Palmquist, as Thomas Harding mentions? There, um, it's it's I, it's it's more of a wait and see type of thing for the, for me with the Rockies rotation. I I really don't hate the moves. I really don't think the the these pitchers are are going to be worse than the options the Rockies had last year. But again, it's an entire rotation focused on that pitch to contact philosophy of a lot of pitchers that have had not a lot of success of late hitting their spots. And when they do hit spots, not have not being punished for, for leaving things out over the zone. This rotation has kind of a, uh, approve it. I think out of all of the areas for the Rockies this year, the 2024 starting rotation has the most amount of prove it behind it. Some of these young guys as well fall into that category, but I think as a unit, as a whole, the whole rotation needs to prove it. We need to see Kyle Freeland not walk as many people. We need to see Kyle Freeland get more of you know, work on building velocity back up or being able to not leave pitches out over the zone to avoid the big home run. There are question marks on just about every Rocky starter. So when I look at those, I think I give slightly the edge to last year's rotation. Remember, vacuum, spring compared to spring. I think I would feel more. I, I felt more confident in the 23 rotation going into the instead of the 24 rotation. But that's mostly because I was hoping for big years and bounce back years from Marquez and Sensatella, and straightly that did not happen. So uh, that's the first thing. I think that's the the biggest comparison. And but when I look at the outfield, night and day. 
I'm so much more confident in this Rockies outfield right now versus last year. I liked Jonathan Daza. I think Jonathan Daza still is a it can can be a serviceable bench utility player that can play multiple outfield positions for you and 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 cover the ground in center field. But let's not mince words here. The Rockies outfield is much better. The Rockies defense on outfield is now much better. Remember, at certain points last year, the Rockies outfield had Jerks and Profar and Charlie Blackman playing it in the same game. That is a massive problem when you're talking about the, the evaluation. This Rockies outfield is going to be game-changing, and right field is going to be a place where there is going to be a Rockies prospect that is going to make their name. There are too many players that are in limbo right now that are relying on that uh, right field spot or DH or first base, uh, you know, maybe even a little infield as well. Right field is going to be used as, as the as the place where the Rockies can find the next piece that they need. Is it Bouchard? Is it Goodman? Is it Tolia? I mean, there are lots of people that that still have high prospect ratings or or high, you know, thoughts about them, but here's their chance to prove it. That's what gets me so much more excited about this roster in general. And this goes into the, the infield as well. The Rockies are a younger team. Remember, I mean, just looking at the roster, CJ Crone, Randall Gritchick, uh, you know, Jonathan Daza. Uh, I know you could go Elias Diaz. I, I actually am really, I'm still really good with Elias Diaz being a Rockies catcher, to be totally honest. But Mixed in with all that, it's it's. I'm so much more excited to see how first base plays. Let, let's just go into everything here. I'm more excited by the what ifs for the Rockies this year. Last year, I was sitting there with CJ Crone doubting it. I mean, again, going into last year, going into spring of last year for 2023, we were hanging our hat and saying the Rockies offense is relying solely on CJ Crone basically right now. That's a massive problem. CJ Crone was was a great had his great season at the 100 RBI, but we know we've seen this story at Coors Field before. So now to go from Chris or CJ Crone into Chris Bryant and Montero playing first base, I'm more confident in that. As long as Montero's going to find his way onto the field 5 days a week. Montero uh, Harding points out here in his uh his uh projections here. There are no more minor league options for Elias Montero. This is it. This is the moment. This is where Montero has to be given the opportunity to prove himself. Has to be given the opportunity to be a contributor. But I like the fact that we're not... I, I mean, I think that first base makes the most sense for him. I think in the, in the wake of everything uh, of last year with, with uh, the Rodgers injury, the moving around of the infield... I don't think defensive. I mean, he he will play a little third base this year to give Rymax some days off and, and find himself in there, and and he can be a, a serviceable backup third baseman. That's fine. But this has to be the year where we see Montero get that consistency, like we saw in the second half of the season uh, there towards the end. And I think I, I, we talked about this last year too, going into it. I mean, it, it can't be understated enough. The Rockies' biggest game changer on the team is Brendan Rodgers, or at least one of them, I should say, because Nolan Jones and Ezekiel Tovar are now up there. But now going into 2024, I'm even more I'm more excited by 
Brendan Rodgers than I was last year. And last year, if you if you've been watching the show for a while, you know last offseason it was all Brendan Rodgers. Brendan Rodgers. If Brendan Rodgers is healthy, what he and what he's able to do for the Rockies. He's going to be great because of what we saw him do in 2022 in bouncing back from that really tough start into this and what we saw at the end of last season. Brendan Rodgers changes the story for the Colorado Rockies. He really, he he does. He is someone that has elite level talent. I firmly believe it. He's just unable to stay healthy. But I think him paired with, with uh, uh, a Tovar that's got a year under his belt, a Ryan McMahon that's hungry for that, it, I am floored by this infield. And it looks mostly the same as of going into uh, from 2023. You still got Rymac, You still got Tovar. You still got Rodgers. First base is really the one with the biggest facelift right now. But when I, when I look at it, last year, I'm hesitant. I'm worried about Tovar. Is he going to be what we think he is? How much, how much is this, this young rookie going to struggle? And he didn't that much. I mean, there were struggles, of course. But he was successful. He succeeded. So now, when I'm comparing the two infields, I'm sitting here and I'm saying that this is the more, this is the improved version of last year's infield, which was already good. When I look at things at the projected lineups, there's really only one area that I'm doubtful that the 2024 Rockies can are are better than the 2023 Rockies at this stage, and it's starting pitching. If these starting pitchers are able to to contribute to the Rockies and 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 bounce back and be successful, I just think when you compare the teams, it's a night and day difference in some areas, especially the outfield. I mean, the defense alone is so much better in the Rockies outfield, and that's going to be such a big factor for games at Coors Field. All right, let's wind down the show. Let's uh, let's kind of put a bow on everything there, and 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 just let's just give uh, kind of go one to one and finish our comparisons here between the 2023 and 2024 spring teams here for the Rockies. Uh, coming up in segment number three. But first, got to tell you about the folks that help make this show possible, and that includes Game Time. Game Time. I love me some Game Time. If you need last-minute tickets, there's no better spot than Game Time. You shouldn't have to worry when you buy tickets to your next big event. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. One of my favorite things about it is something that makes me feel so much more confident as a ticket buyer is that I get to see my seat. I get to see pictures of my seat. I get to see where I'm at. That is a huge deal for me, especially if I'm going to spend some money. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms do apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L O C K E D O N for twenty dollars off. That's code Locked On for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. This is the Locked On Rockies podcast. Thank you so much for joining us, making us your first listen of the day. Really do appreciate that. So. In conclusion here, I feel better about the Rockies in 2024. It's not by much, but there's more excitement to the team. There's more excitement here. There's more of a reason to believe in something new happening, believing in something different happening. 
The Rockies were an old team with a lot of veterans. Remember, Mike Moustakis was on that team playing a role last year. Jerickson Profar was getting starting time last year. There were a lot of veteran players that were past their primes playing on the Rockies last year. And now, instead, we replace them with three of really three really exciting young guys. I know Tovar played last year. I know all three of those guys, Jones, Doyle, and Tovar, played last year. But now we get to sit here going into 2024 feeling even more confident in what they can do. And when it comes, like I said, the biggest question will be that rotation. As it is every year for the Rockies. And it really starts with how does Kyle Freeland respond? This is Kyle Freeland's rotation. He is the leader here. He is the guy that has the most experience in this rotation. He is the Colorado kid. How does he set the tone for this team? I think bullpens, are they're basically going to be comparable. I think the biggest issue, actually, is losing Brent Suter for the Rockies as when you're looking at the the, the bullpen projections there. They don't have a ton of left-handed options coming out of the pen um, with only uh, Gilbreth and Jalen Beeks uh, as projected by Thomas Harding right now. So that's a. I, I would like to see some, uh, some lefties and, and, and such, but, um, you know, I, I, I just think that if Cal Quantrill and Dakota Hudson are serviceable, and remember, we they need to be better than Chase Anderson, Chris Flexen, and Jose Arena. <laughs> I mean, when you're really thinking about it. If they can do that, the Rockies rotation is better than it was last year. It might not be much. It might not be help, that big of a deal. But I think when you when you are looking at the two teams as they were going into spring, there were more questions about the 2023 team and their effectiveness than the 2024 team and their effectiveness. And uh, because of that, I'm more confident in the 2024 Rockies. Again, like to put my disclaimer here when I talk positive and talk big and, and talk all the stuff about the Rockies. I don't think that they're a playoff team. I don't think that they're a team that's going to really change the league this year. Can they win 70 games if they go on a couple of runs? Yes, they can. Folks, that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Rockies. Thank you so much for joining us and for making us your first listen of the day. We really, really do appreciate that. Find us on your favorite streaming services. Find us on the Locked on Rockies YouTube channel. And uh, for your second listen, go check out Locked on MLB. Or if you need more Colorado sports coverage, Locked on Broncos, Locked on Avalanche, Locked on Nuggets, and Locked on Buffs, all available for you as well. Until next time, I'm Paul Holden saying so long from the Locked on Rockies podcast.